Are we live? Are we live? Okay. Dang, didn't tell me my hair looked right. <laughs> I think we're live. Are we live? Okay, yes. okay, 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 okay. All right, echo. All right, so we're gonna. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right, we're live. All right, we're live. We're gonna wait for the people to go in before we give our speech. We're gonna do here. Uh, while we're waiting for the people, this is how it's gonna work. Anna, ready? We're gonna do a little fun thing in the beginning. Right. Then we're gonna get into our funky four, which is, as Brian experienced, was probably one of the most life-changing <laughs> moments of his career so far. Of his uh, career. Yeah, we're gonna do a funky four, right? And then we're just gonna free flow into wherever the Lord takes us today. Because I, I hope you guys have been praying for this podcast. This is a God-led podcast, obviously. And we're just going to free flow to wherever the spirit leads us today. Does that sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. We I, have, think, I think the question everyone's wondering is, why are you wearing a tie, Tochi? Why <laughs> am I wearing a tie? We will answer that as soon as more viewers join. There's a couple people joining today. Um, we have Daniel from Japan. Dang, Daniel. I can't speak Japanese. So. We can say... Uh, Arigato, thank you for joining us from all the way in Japan. Ni hao. Ni hao is Chinese. Don't get, hey. don't get it twisted. Um, but okay, we're just going to wait a little bit. We're going to wait for a couple more viewers because we just got live. Here, let's, let's just, how was your day, Anna? Let's just casual yeah, conversation. Know, how was your day? Pretty good so far. Okay. I woke up pretty late, nice 11 o'clock. I went to go see open houses. Okay. Georgie. Where? In Manassas. Oh, okay. I really did like one. I like that. How many? Just one? We went to go see three. Three. Okay. Yep. Any favorites? Yeah. Contenders? Yes, the very last one. Okay. And um, shopping for or going to an open house during COVID. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's a line. It's weird. Yeah. We, went, we were out there for like 15, 20 minutes. Just outside the house. <laughs> outside yeah. the it's house. It's really weird. Yeah, when I went shopping with Chris, it was that's my first time and it's just very weird. Yeah, um, it is. Okay, cool. We got we got a couple people. Oh, we got Edmana Alma from Manassas hey. joining. God bless you, sister. We uh, <laughs> we just asked that uh, you uh, can talk to your sons about the word of God. And we just asked that you um, join us for our podcast sometime soon. And hopefully we can have you on a guest as well, because I know that you are a mentor to the youth. So thank you, Edmana Alma, for joining today as you heard from anna you will have a potential house soon a big mansion in manassas <laughs> um and so okay we got we got a lot of people joining we got eight people joining so okay let's just start okay so anna thank you just to start thank you for joining us today as a lot of our viewers know um her husband was on last week which was a great uh, which was a great person I'm about to get back on him today <laughs> yeah she's about to clown on him today and I think Anna's trying to uh, get the spot of the best candidate of our podcast series. So far, it's Woo! Brian. Make your votes. Uh, from our, yeah, from our fans. It's so far Brian. But I think Anna is a strong contender this week. So we're oh, just wow. going to go ahead. Uh, we have 8,000 people joining us so far. So this is going to be... We're setting up for a good podcast today. Success. Uh, success. Right success already. Um, so as you guys... No, actually... I'll introduce her. So Anna is one of the, she actually is not an OG. She came to the church. How, yes. how long ago? Uh, over 10 years. What? 12, 12 years 12 ago? 12 years ago. 12 year anniversary. Can we, can we get a claps in the chat? So we have Anna, right? 
newly transformed, newly made into a beautiful flower of God. Um, and we just welcome her today. She has been a big influence to our church. She is a great speaker, a great intercessor of God. Oh, thanks, and we ha- we are blessed to have her in our presence today. So thank you, Anna, for joining. For those of you who don't know, that's a quick introduction to who Anna is. And you're going to have a deeper feel and a more, um, let's see, a more unique and a personal experience with today's wow, podcast Chochi. with Anna. So thank you, Chochi, for such elaborate words. <laughs> As always, it's your host, Carlos Osue, Chochi Hernandez, the best podcaster of the United States as of now. So okay. So we're gonna start. We're just gonna we're just gonna start. Okay. So we're gonna start with our favorite four questions i'm not sure if you're familiar with the funky four and are you familiar with the funky four um i remember you did them last okay. week and i do not remember what they were that is great because <laughs> that's how we want our guests this is just going to be off the top of your head right these four questions get um increasingly more difficult okay. it will require more brain power as each question goes on so right. do not be intimidated by these questions these questions can be controversial okay uh life-changing and um we just ask that whatever answers you have come from the bottom of your heart All right. and they are very well thought out before you give them so well very <laughs> no well pressure no pressure all right okay we're gonna start we're gonna start um thank you everyone for joining best podcast ever so you are in for a treat so okay funky for question number one um <clears throat> and as you as all of you guys are watching i'm wearing a tie we're wearing a tie. <laughs> this is a dressed up, more sophisticated, Fancy here. F- more sophisticated podcast than before. So, okay. And the question number one, without further ado, if you could live anywhere, where would it be and why? And it's also important to note that Brian is here. Brian is present with us today. So he will take note of whatever answers you have for us today. <laughs> so he makes sure I go live where Exactly. Right? Okay, good. Take good. notes, Brian. If I could live anywhere. Mm-hmm. Honestly, right now, I would have to go with Florida, too. Okay. <laughs> Why? Um, and where in Florida? Where in Florida? Okay, I love going to the beach. Vacation okay. spots are my favorite to go to the beach. Okay. Where in Florida? Um, probably close to Miami. Okay. But I love the weather. The food was bomb mm-hmm. last time I went. And I don't know, like, you know, you don't have to worry about the cold, having to wear about jackets. Yeah. So I would say Florida for now. So not in Miami, outside suburbs of Miami. Yeah, even even close to Miami. But okay. Yeah. But the food is bomb. I love the food. Can you give us uh, your favorite food while you were down there? Okay. Uh, okay. I love churros. Okay. Okay. That's a pastry. It's a dessert. And there's a place called Manolos. Really good. Yes, really good. That has been the best churros in the United States that okay. I've tried so far. You heard that for our fl- <laughs> for our Florida folks. Advertisement. For our Florida folks. And we're, we're not sponsored by Manolos yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but very soon. We'll be in contact with the, the CEO of, very shortly after this. Because I'm sure he, he's watching the stream right now. So if you haven't heard, go to Manolos. The churros, insane. Okay. Yes. Number two. Question number two. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. Number two. What is your proudest accomplishment? Wow, my proudest accomplishment probably finishing school. 
Okay. Yes, because actually, for those that don't know, after high school, I kind of didn't want to go back to school. Kind of like Brian. Yeah, kind of like Brian. And actually, the only reason I went back to school was because Brian kept telling me, you need to go back to school. Okay. So finishing that off and getting my bachelor's was a great accomplishment. As you know, here in WAP, we are very educated. The, the youth are becoming more and more educated. And Brian and Anima, I said Anima, <laughs> Brian and Anna, sorry. Brian and Anna are true testaments to helping the youth become more educated and being those role models of having a degree. So a great yes, accomplishment. It is. And okay, well, question number three, right? This is gonna get really deep in the heart. Are you dun, ready? Dun dun. dun dun dun. If we had a sound effect bar, this is where it would be. Um, number three, what is a dream that you have yet to achieve? Um, okay, I definitely wanna travel to a lot more places around the world. Okay. Um, that is a dream, obviously. For the past two years, I have not been able to travel as much because covid right yeah. sucks but me and brian are dying to travel okay <laughs> and we keep thinking okay portugal oh, and all these nice. places so yeah as soon as we can we're gonna start traveling more and get to know more places is a goal to hit all seven continents or probably not antarctica great. but something like that um yeah i don't know about antarctica <laughs> it's too cold but yeah, that'll be a good dream. Okay. Australia. I really want to go there too. As you know, from the last podcast, we at Washington Apostolic Youth Rema 180, transformed name. <laughs> we like our hosts, whoever comes on our podcast to make a promise to not only yourself, but mm -hmm. to our audience that you can achieve sometime in the future. Uh, just a quick recap. <laughs> last week, Brian's was to lose a little bit more weight as we all can. It's COVID, you know, so just that's something just to keep in the back of your head. For the end of the podcast. For the end of the podcast. <laughs> just let it marinate in your mind. All right. So, okay. Number four, the last question of the funky. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. Number four, what are you most grateful for today? I think I am most grateful for my family. Okay. For my parents. I think now that I'm married, I'm actually able to honor them a lot more. And I'm able to see a lot more of what they did for me growing up. Yeah. I mean, they're not perfect parents, but I truly honor them. And sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I could live back home where I don't have to worry about cooking yeah. or doing a whole bunch of things. But I am so truly grateful for them. Awesome. Great, great answers all around. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. We got a couple more people tuned in. Um, you guys are in for a treat. This is going to be good. So let's just dive into the life of Anna. So Anna, obviously, we know your name, but where are you from? Let's let, we're gonna cover all topics. We're gonna right. we're gonna want to know who you are for the people who don't know who you are. We're gonna go into your deepest, darkest secrets, if that's okay. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, we're gonna talk about <laughs> the future, what it holds, some possibilities. We're gonna talk everything. So right. I hope you're prepared for that. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll see. <laughs> all right. So Anna, where are you from? I am from Mexico. Do we? Woo! I think Zapopan, we have Jalisco. I think we have some Mexican viewers in the chat. Can we? If you're from Mexico right now, please say something in the chat. Yeah. Woo. So, okay, Anna. So, you know, you shouted out Mexico. You shouted out your fellow Mexicans. Yes. Correct. Um, did, were you born in Mexico? I was born in Mexico. Okay. I actually came to the U.S. when I was around five years old. Okay. So I never attended school in Mexico. I started school right here. Okay. Yep. What was the reason why your parents came to the United States? 
Um, well, I think my dad, actually, my grandfather was the one that kept pushing my dad to come over here. Mm -hmm. And my dad kept going like back and forth. But I think it's always like that, that American dream, right? The opportunity. Yes, the opportunity. And eventually, like, we all flew over here. So my dad brought us, the whole family came together as one on an airplane. Okay. And I remember in the airplane, and I think... I can't remember if it was my brother or my sister throwing up, but that's Jesus. all I remember. That <laughs> is memory. all I remember. First time on the airplane, but yeah. Good and, memories, good and, memories. And the funny part is that I think during Christmas, we found out that as soon as we landed mm -hmm. here in the U.S., we went straight to a family gathering at a park <laughs> of people that I had no idea or not seeing. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like staring at everybody and everybody's like, Anna, trying to hug me. And yeah. I'm just like, who are you people? Who are you people? <laughs> the yeah. classic Spanish parents yeah. move where they always try to I, yeah. make you say hi to your uncles and aunts that you have no idea who you are. Exactly. You know who I'm talking about. All of you watching. All of you watching. All of you watching. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So, okay, yeah. Anna, when you did come to the United States, where where did you guys land? Were you guys here in Virginia, Maryland? or no, we actually in Maryland. Okay. So we actually lived in a townhouse with um, one of my uncles. Um, so it was quite a few people <laughs> in that townhouse. As always, yeah. <laughs> so my family is a family of six. My my uncle's family is a family of, of five. Okay. And they had people living in the basement. <laughs> They had like two, three people living in the basement. So I actually, until I got married, mm -hmm. I always roomed with both of my sisters. Okay. So three girls in one room until I finally got married. That sounds horrible. <laughs> Sharing a closet. Yeah, that sounds horrible. <laughs> I know a bunch of people would hate that. So awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously, it's a huge transition yeah, being is. married. Being but Chochi, I've never got in my own room, so yeah, that that is true. So I think she's hinting as Brian has to move out the house, or we just have to go into that bigger mansion in Manassas, you know. Or sometimes he needs to sleep in the guest room. That too, or the couch, <laughs> correct? Or the couch. <laughs> All right, cool. So big family, Mexican. Yes. As Mexican, or now no racism here. As Spanish people typically like to have big families to keep around a lot of people. A lot of families. A lot of families. A lot of people. Um, so growing up, did you not know how to speak English? Was that a little bit of a challenge? Um, yeah. So yeah, I got here when I was five, started kindergarten here, but I actually picked up English really quick. Mm -hmm. And I remember that I was one of the first ones from my siblings to learn. And I got a little award for, nice. <laughs> for, for graduating ESOL. <laughs> and I got a little book. So I actually picked it up really quick. But I think I remember in kindergarten, it was still very intimidating because, mm -hmm. you know, people wouldn't understand you and you're trying to understand what they're saying. And I remember one time, because my birthday's like in September, right when you start school. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, here, cupcakes for the whole class. <laughs> and I don't know the whole class. Yeah. But um, yeah, um, I learned English really quick. Awesome. Okay, we got we have a very intelligent woman in our presence. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so going through school, right? You know, you're coming from a different country. Did you have any challenges other than speaking the language while you did come here? Mm, not that I can remember. Okay. I think it was mostly missing the family back home. I think one of the things that I remember when I was younger is that when we recently got here, my grandpa actually passed away mm. and I was very much like, um, how do you say, uh, pegada? In like attached. Yes, like attached with my grandpa. So, but since I was starting kindergarten, mm -hmm. 
I remember my parents asking, hey, do you want to go to Mexico, obviously to the funeral or stay here? And obviously I'm a child at that point and yeah. I'm excited for something new. So I'm like, no, I want to go to school. But yeah. that has always been something that I go back and look at. And I'm like, gosh, I feel so bad for not attending my grandpa's funeral. And that's something that I have always regretted because mm -hmm. I remember during that time when that whole ha happened, I would go into the corner sometimes of where we lived in the living room and I would just cry myself like, I can't believe uh -huh. this. My grandpa passed away. And I would always be like, God, why did you do this? Yeah. So I think that's probably the hardest thing that I can think that I remember back from my childhood. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I don't think I had any other challenges that I can remember. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so being you know coming here there's obviously a lot of changes uh were you when you were in mexico were you in the city or were you in like a ranch or what was the scenery i lived in a ranch okay around chicken <laughs> farmer you're a farmer a yes, farmer girl a farmer girl there was avocado trees lemons mango trees i would actually go to work with my grandpa because mm -hmm. that's it's like living right across the street but like a long, long street, because imagine a ranch. And I remember mangoes falling on top of my head just because I wanted to be about my grandpa. So, but yeah, I remember people going around the mango trees and mangoes falling on me. And even when it was raining outside, mm -hmm. we would leave into like, gosh, I don't know. In Spanish, it's called a huerta. So the closest thing I can relate to that is like a forest. Okay. Of little, little, little people, little children leaving without their parents, going into the forest to play. But that whole land was like, you know, our family. Yeah. But yeah, I grew up in a ranch around horses, cows, all of that. And um, I remember that my mom would have to go and milk the cow. Yeah. So drinking warm milk, which I do not like anymore. <laughs> yeah, it brings you back to the Mexican, the Mexican memories. So how was it? How was it coming here to where it's obviously not a ranch anymore? We have some tall buildings in Maryland. Yeah. How was that as a child? Did that shock you or did that not really like Honestly, play a role? I don't remember that it made such a big shock because we were coming with family. Mm -hmm. So like. With my uncle, there was other three other siblings, so we were always playing with them. So I don't remember that it was a huge shocker at all. The only thing I remember is that when my dad would always want to go to the bank or something, I'll be like, where are you going? I am going with you. And when I think about that, I'm like, why was I like that? Yeah. And I think it's because without me knowing or remembering my childhood like that, I think it's because since my dad would travel back and forth, mm -hmm. I would, when we finally moved over here, I would always want to be attached to my dad because I was like, you're not leaving me again. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> okay, so moving from elementary school, uh -huh. we're going to move on to, you know, chapters of your life, Anna. So middle school, high school, what was Anna, little Anna doing? What was her thought process? Who, who so, was she hanging around with? Was she a dang, cool kid? I was a cool kid. <laughs> I was hanging out with what we call the Spanish mafia. Okay. <laughs> Of course, every Spanish school has that as well. So I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, I was with the Spanish Mafia Chochi. I look back and I'm like, so dumb. <laughs> it was just a group of friends, but everyone in the school knew us as the Spanish Mafia for some reason. I don't know. But, um, yeah, we had a group of friends and, um, yeah, there would be skipping parties, drinking parties, all of that growing up, uh -huh. especially in high school. <laughs> Was Anna partaking in those parties? Hmm, can we can I we that? 
I think we have to address the question at hand. Yes, I was. Anna, I think we have to turn off this podcast. Hey, we all. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm playing. I don't know I'm about everybody, but no. I lived it. Yeah, yeah. But the funny part is that sometimes in the high school, the security guards would know. Yeah. And it's like they didn't care. So, Chochi, there was actually one experience really bad. Time for confession time, okay, right? That's fine. In that, front of people. That I went back to school tipsy. I respect that. No, I. she values education, like I said, <laughs> even though she was intoxicated. No, I went back until the end of school because my mom was picking me up. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Don't do that, kids. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to get tipsy, don't go back to school. Just keep drinking. That's not the... Okay. That's not the... <laughs> we're not... Okay. We're not going to talk about that. Okay. So, okay. Anna was a rebel. So that's what we're finding yeah. out here. But the funny part is that I would always be the one taking care of my friends because uh-huh. they were the ones that completely wasted. And for anyone that has ever been part of the parties... Um, there's people that try and take advantage of you, right? Yeah, so for sure. I would always be the one like, we need to go now. What do you think you're doing? But in a way, I'm like, God, I'm so glad I was the friend that had to be <laughs> taking care of all these dweebs. Yeah. Because if not, I could probably be the one. So I was like the mama one. Being okay. Like, you dork, get out of here. Don't you know what they're doing? Yeah. So yeah, I'm actually thankful that I was the one that had to take care of them. Okay, cool. So we we're finding out some interesting things. We got a, we got a little rebel and Anna. We got a little mama bird and Anna. Um, what else? What did you have any challenges in high school that you can talk about? Did you? Mm. You know, I'm sure all of us at some point have struggled with. I don't know what Brian talked about was just social issues fitting in, having yeah. like that self respect. Did you? Did you? Can you relate to any of those things? Or yeah, I think one of the issues that I had like in high school was always like thinking like, are they really my friends? Okay. Because even though I hung around the Spanish mafia. <laughs> It was always like, I'm always the one listening to your problems. Like, when do you ask me like, hey, you know, what's going on with your life? Yeah. Like never. So I think I would always be like, oh, are they really my friends? Even though I still always hung around them. Yeah. I would always have that in the back of my mind. And I would always feel like I don't feel like I can really share mm-hmm. what's interior Anna wise with them because I feel like they're not going to understand. Okay. And I feel even then sometimes I still feel like that. Sometimes I'm like, what's the point of opening up if I feel like they're not going to understand? Yeah. Right. I've gotten so much better at it. (laughs) Respect. That's hard to do. Respect. It is. But I think it's because in my family, we never really communicated like Mm. that. Okay. So that was something always growing up. It was never like, oh, showing so much affection or telling the other person oh i love you or let Mm -hmm. me hug you just because like the hugs and that stuff was only for you know christmas yeah (laughs) new year's (laughs) and birthdays so i think it all stemmed from that and it carried on to my friendships but i think that was probably something that i always struggled with okay you always had like an emotional wall built up Mm -hmm. just because yeah i i can associate (laughs) with that too i struggle with that something i'm still working on um but it's definitely hard to do that and i think a lot of people do struggle with that because um like you like you said right now like you have gotten a lot better Mm -hmm. about that can you can you talk about how that's helped you in life like being more emotionally connected and more available with Mm -hmm. people so i think one of the things that first you have to acknowledge is yes you deal with this issue right and i had to acknowledge like the only person that i'm hurting by not opening up is myself 
because even though that other person might not understand you or know exactly what to tell you, yeah. it's like when you speak about it, it's like you're letting go of a burden from within you, mm-hmm. right? It's like something just like... <sighs> a weight lifted off your shoulders. Yes, a weight lifted off your shoulders because you were finally able to open up to someone about it. So it's not like if I were to tell Chochi, like, Chochi, I'm just dealing with this. And Chochi's like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like uh... It's going to help me. Uh-huh. Even though something will be like, Chochi, what the heck? Tell me something. Help me out here. Right. But it's like so relieving to let go of what you have inside. Mm-hmm. Because if not, you let everything bubble up for so long that you just make it worse on yourself. Yeah. Right. Like if you're holding anger, like sometimes you just need to let it loose. If not, like Im- imagine becoming like a bomb all of a sudden and no one knows where it's coming from. It's like, what in the world's happening? Yeah, and that's super interesting because that comes from Mexican culture and yes. also the Spanish culture, a.k.a. machismo, for all of you guys <laughs> who don't know what that is. Just the men have to be men all the time. We Which cannot is a lie. Sh- yep, you cannot show emotion or else you're not a man. And, you know, that's something that a lot of us do struggle with, that a lot of men do struggle with because... You know, if you're not, if you're showing emotion, if you're crying, mm-hmm. you're like, Anna, I feel so bad. You are kind of mocked and you're yeah. like frowned upon, especially with people that are younger who are trying to, you know, find themselves, find mm-hmm. their identity. That can that can be a really big struggle for those people. So, yeah. you know, it's OK, guys, to show your emotion. Yes. You heard it here from Anna. Dude, you're going to you'll feel so much better. You'll get better with the ladies, of course. <laughs> can you attest to that? Uh, yeah, I've gotten so much better with the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it's obviously, obviously, it's super helpful. Like it, it, it always helps, and it doesn't hurt. And even if the person that you're talking to does not have the perfect response or yeah. any response in yeah. general, um, it just, like she said, it's just like a, a weight lifted off your shoulders. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but it's such a lie for you to think like no one's, because you also think no one else is going through this. Mm-hmm. And there are thousands of people going through the same thing that when you actually open up, people are like, they're going to start like wanting to know like, hey, how did you overcome this? Mm -hmm. How is it that you are getting through this and you're able to help each other mutually? So there are people that do deal with this. And I think that's been a lie for so long that it's like, oh, no one talks about that. Yeah. Right. It's a conversation that you should never have. And it's kind of like. No, you need to have the conversations because that's how you're able to overcome things. That's how you're able to have victory over things. Yeah. So don't be afraid. I think I think for too long we are held in being afraid of what other people are going to say or afraid of how other people will react or because no one else is going through the same thing. So I think the first step is like, no, overcome it. And little by little, it becomes easier. Mm-hmm. And I know because I'm a living witness because I've had to do that. And I, I think it started happening a couple of years ago where God had to tell me, you need to start opening up. And it's not easy. And yeah, it's not easy, but you're able to do it. And little by little, it becomes easier. And you start, you like I said before, it's something that gets lifted off your shoulders and people start coming to you to talk about that. Mm-hmm. So as you talk about it more, you become free very well said dude that's some knowledge that's some facts can we get some fire emojis that was straight facts from anna this is just a preview dude we barely got started we got some crazy stuff so we're gonna talk about a bunch of stuff just like you know that machismo you know talking about your emotions um 
Uh, it's taboo within our culture. We're gonna yes. we're gonna also dive into a bunch of taboo stuff within our church that people Ooh, do yeah. not talk about that yep. need to talk about. We touched mm-hmm. that with Brian a little bit with the new generation, but we're gonna get different opinions, yep. different perspectives, and so we're just gonna we're just gonna go in. So continuing after high school right we're gonna follow that timeline Uh even though we took a little segue but we're gonna follow that timeline so after high school or near the end of high school what was anna thinking what was little anna senior anna she's like (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i have these dreams of being blank what what were you thinking what was the thought process so after high school i just wanted to be working and i was not thinking about going back to college which obviously i did but um what was I thinking? I don't think I had my life together at all. <laughs> Which a lot of us don't, so it's okay. Yeah, it is okay. But I was just thinking, oh, like, I'm just going to work, get a full-time job, which, you know, I did go to college, and throughout college, I did have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. So I did double the work. Hustler, respect, okay. <laughs> Guys, I started off at Chuck E. Cheese, my first job. <laughs> what would you? What were you doing? Um, I did a little bit of everything. Yes, I was the dumb mouse <laughs> in the costume. <laughs> I hated the mouse because the costume was so big. Yeah. And I'm obviously short. <laughs> but I love I loved the parties at Chuck E. Cheese. Because, did you get free pizza? Uh, no, uh, no, I did not. Uh, I got discounted food, okay. but I loved hosting the kids' parties because mm-hmm. the parents would give me like $70 tips. <laughs> so that what? was really good. But, um, uh, yeah, Chochi, I don't even think I had my life together. <laughs> it's fine. Look, this is this is what's awesome. So this is very important for you guys to uh, get a hold of, you know. The Anna today is obviously not the Anna that, you know, where she came from. And that's very important because, like I told you, this is going to be a timeline of Anna's life. You're going to see Anna working at Chuck E. Cheese to Anna balling out right now where she's going to go to Ooh. Portugal next month. So we're going to we're going to see Dang, this trans- month, We're right. going to see this transition very quickly as we we take off. So we got China, uh, not China. We got a uh, Chuck E. Cheese's, right? And then what what and was that? And then I moved over to Forever 21. Okay. Still in I, college, obviously. Yes, yeah, still in college, and then I moved over to Clarksburg Pediatrics where I was a receptionist. And then I became a medical biller, uh-huh. all still within college. Within college. <laughs> and um, I think at that point in college, when I finally got up high school, I think that's where my dreams changed. Because when I was actually in high school, I was in a dance team. Okay. And it was a dance team that we competed in mm-hmm. and we won competitions. So. Ooh. Okay. Yes, I'm good, guys. <laughs> I could have gone pro. I actually thought when I was younger, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna be a back, back, um, the backup dancer, backup dancer for like Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I mean, um, uh, brother, uh, Chris Tomlin. That's what I meant to say. Backup dancer for like, uh, backup, backup, Chochi. Okay. Back at then, I did not know Christ. So, okay. <laughs> brother Drake for all of those brother that are wondering. Drake. So, yeah, that was actually what I had envisioned, right? And I even thought, hey, maybe I'll be a singer. I can't sing for my life. I don't know what I was thinking. But, yeah, during college, I think that's when I started really trying to get my life together because I'm like, what am I doing with my life, right? And I think during college, well, yeah, when did I finish school? Too long. Too long ago. I can't remember. But I think that's when God was starting to really like talk to me and that's when i really encountered god because i did not have my life in order who knows where i was going and i go back and i think about it now and i'm like 
if I would have kept hanging out with the same crowd, who knows where I would have been? Yeah. Because all my friends ended up having kids before marriage and doing all these crazy things, drugs and everything. Yeah. So I'm so thankful God <laughs> came to my life when he did. Yeah. Because I remember one time I went to a party and um, I remember like, oh, you know, like dancing and whatever. And at some point I'm standing in the corner and I'm thinking to myself, what am I doing here? Like everyone knows me. They want to be around me or they want to dance with me or whatever because mm -hmm. I was such a great dancer. <laughs> right. But I was thinking like it's still something missing in my life. Yeah. There's something that like I'm not happy. Like I'm around all these people, but I'm unhappy within me. And I don't feel like I can be myself with them. I don't feel like they're true with me. And I think I had to come to a, rea a realization. And that's when God really started, you know, making himself present in my life. Yeah. So there's always a moment. There's always a turnaround point. Yeah. And that we're going to talk. We're going to dive into that after we finish the timeline, just so people can keep track. And it's really funny that you mentioned that because me and Chris were at church earlier. We gave like a little talk to some youth mm -hmm. and we literally touched upon that mm -hmm. point. So it's really funny how it just it's full circle now. Yeah. But we're going to go into that. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're going to slam dunk Anna into that. She's she's going to kill it. So, OK, so. Right. So you worked. You were at Billing, right, while yes, in college, and yeah. then after that, was that when you graduated or? Um, after college. Yeah. Yeah. After, yeah, I went to MC Montgomery College, and then um, I actually did online schooling at. Um, oh my God! Why am I blanking out right now? <laughs> Maryland. What was it? <laughs> I'm like Brian. What's the name of the school? UMUC. University of Maryland University College. Okay. Yes, that's where I went. Okay, cool. <laughs> How do I not remember? <laughs> yeah, but I went to UMUC. I did all online schooling while I was still working full time. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and I finished school there. That's insane. Uh, a lot of people don't know all the hard work that takes because that's yes. not easy working no, full time. And it's not. How'd you do it? What was the secret? Um, I don't know. I guess... I, I didn't find it difficult because I grew up in a family where I literally... Okay, my mom is nonstop. Mm -hmm. Even when we're on vacation, she is nonstop. We tell her to sit down. No, that woman's just an energizer bunny. But my dad as well, we always saw him like always working, even on his days off. Mm -hmm. He's working around the house, getting on roofs. <laughs> so like for me, it was always like, I don't know. Like, it was just a hustle, especially because I was the one paying for my school. Okay. So, since I'm the one paying for all the textbooks, all the tuition, absolutely everything for me, it's like, that's my money. So, I better reap what I'm sowing yeah. because if not, I'm wasting my money when I I'm probably shouldn't be going to school if I'm just going to waste it. Yeah. And... But I think I was always really good with my money growing up, mm -hmm. and I saved money as I was still going to school. Yeah. So. That's that's very difficult because, <laughs> yes. dude, I used to eat ramen at school. I one dollar ramen at like three o'clock in the morning when you know you're starving and there's nothing open. Ramen, that's literally it. And a lot of people can. I think Brian in the back saying amen. I think so. Uh, Mickey D's exactly. So yeah, it's hard. Um, and like you said, it was embedded in your family's culture. It that's was. Uh, that's just something that you picked up. And whether you noticed it or not, mm -hmm. it just it just came through. And a lot of people can feel that. And that's why, you know, we're going to get a little forward with ourselves here. But, you know, when we become parents, as 
Brian and Anna become parents, right? That's something that we unknowingly give to our kids, mm-hmm. right? And it's a great example, not only to our kids as well, but just to the people in our church and just yeah. us being as leaders. That's something that people pick up from us. So that's why we always have to be, you know, humble, yeah. but also hardworking and diligent and working full time and going to school and then getting that degree and chilling like Anna is right now. So <laughs> big props, like big props to Anna. So Anna, what do you do now? What is your job if you don't mind? So this? right now I'm a business management analyst. Okay. So I reconcile reports. I work with both commercial and government contracts and um, I do invoicing. So the big numbers uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that it's so funny when you're in bigger companies because the managers are like, oh, how much is how much is it that you need an invoice? And it's like, oh, you know, like 100K. They're like, eh, that's nothing. That's yeah. And I'm like, that's nothing. I <laughs> wish I had that. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I do a lot of reconciling, uh, reconciliation of reports, um, making sure that things, you know, they're correct. And whatever we're invoicing is correct. Sometimes you have to deal with like people that hire, have a higher position and then yeah. you're like. I should not be doing your job. You should not be asking me questions on how to do your job. Yeah. <laughs> but it does happen. Um, but yeah, that's where I work. Right now I'm working from home. Which is a blessing. It is a blessing, yeah. but I'm tired of working you gotta from get home. Out. You gotta get out. You yes. Know? By like 12 noon, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> what do I do? What do I watch? Yeah. I need I need some noise. But then Brian walks in and I'm like, I don't need the noise that you provide. <laughs> She called you out. There's no stops here. We got no stop. Okay, and is that okay? So, going back to school, is that something you always thought you were going to do? Rather, like when you did decide, uh-huh. okay, what degree do I want to choose? Yes. So yeah, since the very beginning, I did uh, business management with a minor in finance. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I ever second guessed it. I think once I started, I just completed it. But I think I've always been, I've always loved working with numbers. I've always been good in math. So, yeah, I never. Just a no brainer. Mm -hmm, No brainer, to be honest. Yeah. Cool. So, okay, let's, we're going to back up a little bit. So, Anna, like, kind of like you mentioned, you know, your family wasn't um, Christian, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, They were Catholic, if Mm -hmm. I'm correct, right? Yep. How was it growing up in a Catholic household and kind of what differences did you see obviously being a christian now Mm -hmm. that you didn't really pay attention to when you were a kid but you're like oh that's kind of different or we did some stuff that you know doesn't really align to what i believe now yeah a lot of differences (laughs) (laughs) um growing up it was always going to church on sundays or mass as they call it um one thing that i always hated was Oh, te tienes que ir a confesar, right? You need to go confess your sins to the priest. And I remember going all the time and I would always be the same thing. God, I'm sorry because I spoke bad to my parents. I'm fighting with my siblings and I'm telling lies. (laughs) It's okay. It's fine. (laughs) Always the same things. And then the priest would always be like, oh, you need to go uh, pray these many Ava Marias or Hail Marys or El Padre Nuestro. And I remember that I would go do them and I'll be like, gosh, I forget what count I'm on. (laughs) I know he said 20, but was that 15 or 16? (laughs) That's a lot. What? 20? (laughs) Yes. I always hated that, Chochi. Like literally it was always dreadful. Like, mom, do I really need to do this? Uh Like, it's always the same thing. I have nothing else to say to him. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that would happen. But I think, um, growing up Catholic, um, not saying that it's bad at all. Right. But 
you grow up and that's like the tradition that you follow you don't know anything else but it was always going and it was always kind of like the same thing so like there was no room for the holy spirit to have his way right because we never really talked about the holy spirit right it was always like god and you would see jesus on this cross bleeding out and that's that's what you have is an idea of God, right? Mm-hmm. But I think deep down, um, I don't know who I was talking to this about the other day, but I think deep down, even when I was a child, I always believed that there was something greater, right? Because I would remember that I would sometimes go into my corners and be like, God, but, and I would start inquiring and asking questions even as I was younger, yeah. right? i am be like, God, please, can you help me with this? Or this and that. Uh-huh. So I think it was always like there. And I feel like when God has chosen you without you even realizing it, unless you go back and look at where you come from, you're able to see that the hand of God has been with you even since a young age. Yeah. Right. So but I, I, I hate it getting <laughs> getting I need to go get confessed in order for you to take. Uh, gosh, what's it called in English? Ostia? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's in called in English, but that little thing that okay. they that they give you, yeah. yes. But it's I, like a cracker, right? Um, or it's like a circle. It's, yeah, it's a circle. And like dissolves in your mouth. Yes. Doesn't it taste bad? No. no it. I never thought that it had any flavor. Okay. okay. Yeah, I never had like a, a flavor. wafer, kind of. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then something after you get that, you go and drink, you know, the wine cup. And I remember when I would go make lime, like, ew, but everyone's drinking from the same cup. <laughs> <laughs> like they wipe it yeah. and then you drink, but whatever. <laughs> that was pre-COVID, by the way. Changed, yeah, obviously. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it is now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so cool. So very interesting background. Obviously, it's not your traditional or I mean, mm-hmm. I mean what even is traditional, to be honest. Yeah. But um, you made a transition from one religion to another, even though they're considered very close. Mm-hmm. Like you said, there's still a lot of major differences. Yeah. How... How difficult was it making that transition, saying like, oh, I'm not really Catholic, Mm -hmm. I'm more of a Christian Mm -hmm. now? Um, Honestly, I don't think it was difficult because it was difficult with my household, right? Because my parents would obviously obviously see my sister, they would start seeing, you know, transformations. And they would not understand, they would think, oh, you know, they're just talking stuff at you, they're manipulating you. They're telling you to do all these things and you guys are allowing yourselves to do that, right? And it would be kind of like, if you guys don't stop going, we're kicking you out of the house. So yes, we received those comments that they would kick us out of the house, um, especially from my dad. So that was very hurtful, right? Coming from my father. But as far as the transition goes, I don't think it was such a transition because when you encounter God, it's like it becomes actual real, And when I say encounter, that's different than an actual experience, because I feel like when you experience certain things with God, you can go back to doing the same thing. But when you have a true encounter, those are pivotal points that completely make you do a 180 change that you don't go back to doing the same thing. Rema 180, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. So when I encountered God, it was kind of like at first I felt an experience. I had an experience with God. That would lift, leave me hanging like, what is going on here? Because I remember when I first started going to church, I was like, what are these people doing? I'm like, these people are crazy. They need to get their act together, right? And it was because you don't know. And the, even the Bible says que 
for those people that don't know, it's locura. It's craziness, right? And it's because you have no idea what's happen happening until you receive revelation for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I experienced a true encounter. But even then, since the very beginning, I would question it because it all happened during a camp, a family camp. And all my cousins were there and I would see them being touched by God. But I would ask, like, like, why are they acting this way? Right. Like what's happening in their lives. But in deep down, I was like, I want to experience that. Right. You want to try it. Yeah. I want to try it. Like, but I think it was because I was so my heart was so like broken and so hard to the point that my sister Myra was like, I would have never thought that Anna would be one of the ones that would first come to Christ. That's how bad it was that she even she would say that. And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's God. It's yeah. God. Exactly. It's God. So I think even now I go back and I read the scriptures and I ask my parents like, but why do you do this? Right. And they're like, well, they don't really have an answer to give me. And I'm like, yeah, well, the Bible says this. So like, but why do you do it? Because that's against scripture. Mm -hmm. Right. So but it's never like judging. But it's kind of like, no, you need to go back and read it for yourself because we need to be able to learn the truth for ourselves. So I think little by little, it's been like revelation, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like a light bulb opened up to yeah. you. Okay, that's a lot to unpack. So we're gonna we're gonna go back a little bit. So you were talking about experiences and revelations and how there's a significant difference between the mm -hmm. two. When was your first experience with God? Who made that connection? Like, hey Anna, let's mm -hmm. go to church or have you been to church or Yeah, so we started coming because uh, a friend of ours that we knew from the parties <laughs> nice <laughs> from all the family parties these are the mexican parties <laughs> uh he actually invited my sister myra and myra i think she started coming a couple of times before and then she talked to us about it and since we knew um since we knew the guy we're like sure whatever we'll go right and i remember coming the first couple of times i'm like what is happening here with these people right but like now that give it but Myra was the one that I would see Myra crying and stuff. And I'm like, you good? <laughs> like, what is happening here? <laughs> like my sister, what, why is she being knocked out on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> Who punched her? <laughs> yeah, right. But it was just kind of like coming because of the friendship and whatever. And then little by little, I guess the messages would touch. And then like they would be like, hey, come over here. You know how sometimes they if you're a visitor there, you say, hey, come here. We want to pray for you. And you're like, uh, you're like uh, don't pray for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> yes. So um, and I in one of those moments, they prayed for me and I know I felt something. So in my interior wise, it's kind of like, what is happening here? Yeah. <laughs> like, don't let it happen. <laughs> I will not be the person that falls on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> okay cool yeah dude that's uh, that's literally how everyone feels <laughs> even the people that are there they're like yeah yes. i don't want to go up there i me and chris were those people we we're like yeah we'll just stay in the back we want to go eat food after church yes. um but yeah like it's very weird and this is something i did want to talk to you about so you coming obviously maybe you weren't as religious mm -hmm. before you came in mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know that perspective mm -hmm. of not being religious or not being in religion at all mm -hmm. and i think it's 
very important for the outreach of those individuals who are in that same mm -hmm. situation that we have people that are in our church that understand where they're coming from mm -hmm. and how they just perceive things because you know to you know people who have grown up in the church like me and whoever right i'm like oh this is normal this yeah. is what i've grown up with but me when i've encountered other people especially me dating someone who is not mm -hmm. christian right i've started to more I guess you can say notice how it's different for a lot yeah. of people and how important it is to know that it's different because mm -hmm. they're like oh this is normal let's just do this yeah. like oh that's normal and they're like what are you talking about mm -hmm. this guy's jumping in the air this guy's <laughs> blowing like a horn in the middle of on a sunday afternoon like what is this yes what's happening yeah like what the are we in a cult in yeah like are we in a cult like what is that and i didn't really realize that before but it's very important to know can you speak to how important it is to to notice those things and to yes. realize those things when we do reach out to yeah. people so, who don't know god so i think that happens is that when and first of all i want to point out like it's not about religion exactly it's about relationship true okay we'll talk about that later <laughs> it's about relationship because when people are like oh what religion it's kind of like for me it's kind of like well it's not about religion it's about you having a true relationship so first 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 starters Key. but i remember first coming into the church and there would be a lot of people actually that would be like you can't wear this you're wearing that too short you need to cover yourself wait church people are judgmental <laughs> no way everyone is judgmental jochi true True. And just because people are going to church doesn't mean they're perfect and that they are true. sinless. True. So that is a bad conception that we have. True. Because no one is perfect, even the people that go to church. So keep that in mind. <laughs> Viewers, keep that in mind. But uh, yeah, I remember and they would tell me all these things and I would be like, well, who are you to tell me what to wear? Are you God? I would literally say that to people because for me, it's like, who are you to tell me what to wear? You are not God. Only God can change me. And that's because I'm a stubborn person. <laughs> so that's okay to be stubborn. Um, but yeah, people would tell me that. And I remember some when I grew in my relationship with God, start, people started telling me, hey, you need to get baptized. When are you getting baptized? And they would try and pressure me to get baptized. And my response would always be like, and you are? <laughs> Who are you? Like, even though some of them were my family, <laughs> not to put anyone out there, but it's like, no, but yeah, some of them would tell me like, yo, you need to stop doing this, this and that. And honestly, if I'm being honest, since I'm stubborn, I would not listen to them because all they do is they tell you what to do or what not to do, but they don't give you the reasoning behind it. Right. And it's like, don't tell me what to do. First of all, you're not God. I don't even know you. This is the first time I see you. Um, I don't think you should really go and tell someone to do that, especially when they are trying to work in their relationship with God. And especially when they are new to the church or they, because you can actually hinder their walk with God yeah. and push them back and have them leave the church because you were a stumbling block to them. Yeah. You were definitely a stumbling block to them. A lot of people don't know that, by the way. Yeah. It's so uh, kind of like an analogy that I can connect to that. It's like when you see a person going to the gym that doesn't go to the gym, mm -hmm. if you discourage them by saying, hey, you're too big or you should not be here, you're going to discourage <laughs> those people from ever it's coming true. back and they'll never get to the goal that they wanted to achieve. Same yeah. thing in your walk with God. Exactly. And I think the thing, the problem with that is that 
for people that have grown up in church for a long time, they don't see that as an issue. But something that I, I, I um, heard this week was if they're coming to God and they're trying to work and maybe like, oh, they have a smoking issue or something. Don't keep telling them, oh, you're in such sin because you're yeah. smoking. Yeah. And it's like, how about you remember how you came to Christ and have some mercy and grace with them? Continue to encourage them and be like, hey, you can get through it, but don't be judging them based on what they might be going through. Exactly. Because you need to remember where you came from. Like, it, it's like me, right? Saying that I came with, I don't know, like a drinking issue, right? Yeah. And then someone else comes with a drinking issue and I'm like, hey, you need to stop drinking. You know, that's not nice. With <laughs> That's not good with the eyes of God. Yeah. You know, you need to stop. How is that other person going to feel? Exactly. They're going to make, they're going to feel completely guilty. And it's like, no, my way to encourage them is to be like, hey, it's okay. You know, like continue to work with God and God is going to do the rest. Yeah. So we need to have mercy and grace. And I feel that, and I, I can say that I've probably been part of that, that I've been one of those people that haven't been merciful because yeah. all you see is the sin or the things that need to be worked on instead of looking at the individual. Yeah. So. Yeah. And patience definitely plays a huge role in that yes. too. A lot of people are impatient, me, myself included. Right. But like I said, and that's why it's awesome to have you on the show, Anna, because you know, like I said, you come from a different perspective mm -hmm. than most people. You did not yeah. grow up in the church. And this is very important and very useful for mm -hmm. a lot of people. And even for the people that are in church, like you can grow up in church kind of like I did, right? Yep. But I would never, when I was younger, I didn't really consider myself in the church. Yeah. I was just there because you're forced to as a kid, right? <laughs> like true. a lot of people can relate to that. So, yeah. you know, and like I said, that I really like talking about this issue because one, different perspectives, mm -hmm. right? But two, a lot of people, I would I would say maybe it's just kind of, maybe because it's a little bit of ignorance, maybe mm -hmm. that they don't really mean to, yeah. but um, they don't notice how they treat people. Mm -hmm. It's just the normal thing yep. because they grew up in this. This is the mm -hmm. normal. And mm -hmm. it's really important if we're going to reach out to the youth, this is a youth channel, yep. right? If we're going to reach out to the youth of this generation, we have to be considerate of their position and how they grew up because, you know, we are very sensitive as people like to claim <laughs> i mean we like to deny it but it's true and you know we have to we have to you know align ourselves with them mm -hmm. we got five minutes left yeah. only five minutes left all right yo we, we're gonna do a part two anna can we do a part two yes okay we're gonna do a part two we got five minutes left uh, we're going to continue talking, but make sure y'all join. Make sure y'all join the next one. We got some fire. We're just heating up right now. We're, we're, I know. We're about to spit some facts real quick. We got five minutes. Make sure y'all join the next one. It's going to be insane. But here, we'll just continue on this topic. I'm sorry. Sorry. Chochi, real quick on that. It's, I think that the reason that happens is because they, without them knowing, they've become to make a relationship with God or what they think is a relationship with God, they have made it a tradition. Yep. Routine. Yes. A routine. And what happens is that you need to continually renew your mind. Oh, is that scripture? Yes, it is. Oh my God. Because <laughs> when you renew your mind, God is going to tell you how to work things, how to do things. Like you're talking about the generation, the young generation now. Well, obviously you can't try to teach the new generation with the same old things, right? Yeah. And if you renew your mind, guess what? God will tell you how to help them. Yeah. He will tell you that's not going to work for them. So 
it's a continual thing. We can't stay stuck on the same things. Yeah, and this is just something that came to my mind. And give me your opinion on this. Um, right? God's message is the same today, tomorrow, the future, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Um, but the important thing to note here, and this is dealing with our generation, because right, we are the youth here. We are the future youth of the church, including you guys. You guys mm-hmm. are still youth in our eyes. <laughs> right? We love you guys. But it's not what the message is saying and it's how you teach the message i think Mm -hmm. and that's the most important thing to know because you can say kind of going back to that drinking example or that smoking example right it's like oh god says don't drink so if you drink you're going to hell Mm -hmm. right you don't say that if you would have told me that i'd be like all right peace i'll see you later and i'll never (laughs) go to church because i hate church i hate god Uh right but it's like hey God loves you even though you are imperfect. Mm -hmm. I'm imperfect as well, but God has changed my life for the better. Mm -hmm. I think he can do the same with you. Are you willing to try? Mm -hmm. And that's a much softer and a much more, I guess, more personal approach to it. And I think that's very, very important to notice and to kind of to practice. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing, putting it into practice. Can we get a time time check? Uh, Three minutes. Three minutes. (laughs) Okay, cool. If you want, let's just cut it, and then we'll just go to the next one, just to make it easy. Okay, everyone, we're going to cut it real quick. We're going to cut it three minutes short, because we got some fire. <laughs> Anna's here. Um, so the next one's going to be more interactive, like just like the last one. It's gonna We're going to open the floor to all the viewers to ask more questions. We got a lot of people viewing. I don't want to intimidate don't, don't, you, don't. Anna. We, want, okay. we got over 100,000 viewers wow. today. We broke our world record we broke brian's previous world record for the most views on the podcast um so we're gonna all right guys so we're gonna go to the next one we're gonna cut it join us back we'll get like a, a couple minutes break you want a break anna you want some refreshment or i think um, anna just wants water. to go okay we're, we're gonna take like a little break three minute break hydrate it's a little hot in here um but we're gonna take a little break make sure y'all come in for the next one you guys bring the fire. No, you guys bring the questions. We'll bring the fire. <laughs> so I meant to say. Um, so we're cut it. We'll see you guys in a couple of minutes. Uh, make sure you guys join the next one. Bye.